0: All right, guys, we are back at week two of Men in the Importance of Worship. We're back with John Gerald and and uh, Kyler Sal and, of course, Craig Reynolds, and uh, we are excited about getting started with this. Let's get right into it, Real Men Talk.
1: Welcome to Real Men Talk, discussing the tough issues facing men and their families every day. Here are your hosts, Anthony Kernut and Craig Reynolds. All right, guys, I am so
0: excited about getting back into this uh, this episode, uh, part two of this episode of Worship, uh, back here with, with uh, John Gerald. What's Hello. going on, Kyle Sal? Hey, and of course my man Craig Reynolds. How you doing, real man? All right, so we're going to jump right back into it. Uh, last week we had we had a great uh, talk on worship and the importance of it in a men's life, and John
2: will let you kick us off. All right, well, thanks for having me back again, and uh, uh, this next part is very exciting for me because uh, it's it's a, it's about Psalm 100, and. Uh, if anybody has knows anything about worship, they know that it is. I will enter His gates with thanksgiving into my in in my heart, and into His courts with praise. I'll be thankful to Him and bless His name. And I wanted to get into this because this is a model for worship, and and we use it actually here at the palace. Absolutely. Um, and I'll go back to this because Jesus entered into Jerusalem on what we know as Palm Sunday. It's uh, He entered into uh, those courts triumphantly uh, through the gates okay right so we as worship leaders we also do the same thing we open up a service usually with an upbeat type praise song you know because jesus came in triumphantly celebrating uh, his triumphal entry into jerusalem and so we we take that same aspect of things and we do it the same way we celebrate in the same manner and uh, this is where we celebrate what god has done and and give him all of our thanks it's uh, it's it's usually a powerful, energetic, and lively atmosphere because we're basically saying the king is coming into this place,
0: absolutely, and we yes. are
2: welcoming the presence of the Lord into the courts. Okay, so we're in, uh, You got to go through the gate, then you got to go through the outer court, and the, and this outer court is uh is really cool because this is where we are uh, minister or God is ministering to us rather than us ministering to Him. Okay, so. This is more of an informal type thing. It's not in the holies of holies. It's it's uh, in the outer courts. So, right. you know, you've got the all the people that are getting cleansed and things like that in the outer court. Um, so, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of reference some notes again. I want to plug our our um, our book that we've been kind of getting some things out of, and um, it's uh, How to Worship a King by uh, Zach Niece. And uh, so I'll go back into it, and I'm gonna go to uh, the parts where we're talking about the, the courts and how it's the same as, uh, as what we do here at the palace. So it says, In the outer courts, God saves us. He changes our attitude to thankfulness and praise. He teaches us submission, and he cleanses us. All of that ministry transforms us. It ministers to us. But the ministry of the outer courts is not an end in itself. It is preparation for what, what, what God wants to do next. In the outer courts, God's people are learning to be servants and sacrificers. We are learning to have the attitudes of thanksgiving and praise, and we are learning to submit ourselves totally to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. and we are learning to be holy and to allow God to cleanse us from unrighteousness. So that outer court spot is where we come and we lay down our, our sins, uh, we lay down our, our sacrifices to the Lord, and we start the process. Of cleansing.
0: Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> That's so good, you know, because it's the, it's the process of getting into His presence.
2: Right. It's the it's the place where we prepare ourselves for the communion with the Lord. Because you can't just come to the Lord of lords and King of kings in your in your dirty stuff.
0: No. No. You no. can't
2: you can't bring that sacrifice to the Lord. It's not going to be acceptable.
0: Right, and just like just like the priests had to be consecrated before they could ever enter in, and you get into like the the bells on the bottoms of the of the you know the hems of their garment and and things you know they used to have to wear those because if they didn't consecrate themselves properly when they did enter into the holies of holies they would die, like they, that's that's how they knew if if those bells ever stopped mm-hmm. they knew that they had they, they had a rope tied around the ankle if those bells stopped they knew that they had to pull them out, and uh, because you know and we should. Then it was law, you know, to where we're under, we, we abuse the grace of God. You know, we come to him, we try to come to him all the time, just filthy and, and, and and half-heartedly, you know, and stuff like that. If they did that stuff, then they're dead. Like there is no, there is no other options. You know, it's just like earlier when you were talking about, you know, the, the bringing the card in, you know, the, the guy, the guy tried to catch the card. You know I mean? He was trying to do what was right, but it was out of, it was out of the order of God and.
2: The dead. Yeah. yeah. And it all stemmed from and if you if you missed last week you can go back and listen to it. But we're talking about the way that they brought the Ark of the Covenant in was not the way it was intended. It was supposed to be in on poles and the priests, the Levites were supposed to carry it in. They took the easy way, put it on the cart, end up killing somebody mm-hmm. and then of course, then David says, "We're going to get this right.
3: Hmm.
2: We're gonna, we're gonna every six steps, we're gonna, we're gonna make a sacrifice. The the priests, the Levites, you guys, do it the right way. You know what you're supposed to do. Get on it. Right. And uh, took it back into Jerusalem, six steps at a time. So, the Lord wants a bride without spot, without wrinkle. He wants us to be purified. So just like Anthony talked about, we when we come into those outer courts, that's our time to to do that. And we before we can enter into the inner court." We have to go through this process. So that's what at the palace, we'll, we'll do a praise song usually to get somebody, you know, it's not to get people uh, energized. It's not to necessarily get people um, uh, worked up. It's for us to get into the right attitude, the right atmosphere so that we can present our worship as a holy sacrifice to the Lord. So that's the cleansing time. That's whenever in a, in a service during that first, you, sh- you should be just triumphant and joyful that the king is coming into this place. I got to get my stuff in order because I need to be ready for this. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Right. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like going in before communion and you're trying to, you know, put exactly your heart in like the right that. place, you know. And so, you know, it, it works the same way. You come in and you get, you have an opportunity to and we should expand on that opportunity and and consecrate ourselves before God before completely diving into
2: into praise. Yeah. So so after we pass through that outer court we go into the inner court. And if you if you've been involved in church services you you know that time that I'm talking about. If you've ever been in a service when you're everything's going along like normal, you you've just you've just started engaging into worship And then all of a sudden the atmosphere just changes, you know, that you, you know, that you've just entered into a different place.
0: Yes. I love that spot.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how many of you guys notice that, but uh, as a worship leader, I can sense it in, in the crowd whenever the, the, uh, people have started to realize that, wait a minute, something is going on here. This atmosphere Mm -hmm. is changing And we've entered into a different place. And this is what I, I, in the book refers to as a place of meeting. Mm -hmm. This is when you start to have communion with the Lord. You've entered into a holy place, a place of holy sacrifice. And this is the place where all the distractions seem to go away and you're having your one-on-one with God. Even though you may be in a room with a thousand people, you feel like you are in one-on-one with the the holy God. Mm -hmm. This is where you start ministering to God instead of God ministering to you and I know Craig in the last episode you talked about that is is now we are ministering to God and this is why we've all should have come to church this is what our purpose is to come and bring this worship to the Lord to come and bring this sacrifice this is why we came uh, we did and but all too often it is sad that we stop a service in the outer court yeah, we don't get we don't enter into that part. We do a few praise songs. People don't have their their hearts right. They don't have their their minds clear of the distractions of the world. And we go right into the word of the Lord. And we completely miss the opportunity to worship and to give God what is due to him, to worship him. And we skip right through that because it's so easy to do because you are distracted. You get out, you get out of the will of God and you don't even enter into the inner court.
0: That's right. Man, and it, it happens often, you know, and you can tell, you know, people come in and that's, that's when you really notice people just coming in, going through the motions. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you just come in and you're just, you know, Josh always says, you know, clocking your spiritual time clock, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and just put your dues in and that's it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the whole time, you know, we, we have, we have a God who died for us, mm-hmm. who, who gave his life for us and we completely abuse completely abuses grace. And, uh, it's, it's, it's awful. It's awful to, to, to think about it that way.
2: Yeah. And to me, it's, it's such a waste of time <clears throat> if we don't minister to the Lord.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's and, right.
2: And Kyler, you mentioned in the last episode too, that, you know, sometimes we just go through the motions and there's so many churches that are doing just that. They're going mm-hmm. through the motions. They're singing a couple of songs. They're going to hear the word they're getting ministered to. The word doesn't minister to God. God is the word. Right. The word right. ministers to people. So the right. only time in the service that you are actually ministering to God is when you pass through that inner court and you are just giving God thanks for what he's done and who he is and how wonderful and how marvelous and how amazing he is. And this is, this is where we often skip. And that's the most important part of a worship service. That's why they call it a worship
4: service. Right. That's and also it, the easiest way for the devil to get to us. He can't get to us when we're worshiping God. He's got to get to us beforehand. Mm -hmm. So he's got to flood your brain, flood your mind, flood everything that you, he can get to before you get in there. And that's what he does is before he tries to stop you at that gate so that you never can actually approach it. And he can, he'll even come in and he'll be like, you can't do that. You shouldn't dance like that. You shouldn't worship like that. Or you know what? Your worship isn't good enough. I mean, look at that girl over there. I mean, she's worshiping really well. Or look at that guy over there Mm -hmm. and he stops you and you've got to clear that mind. You've got to start. It at home, like we talked about earlier, started at home, start your worship at home to where when you go through and you are worshiping that, you know, that this is me and you've got to discern the voice of the devil from the voice of God and saying, you know what? My praise is good enough, no matter what it's like. Absolutely. That way you can enter into that next gate. Yes. yes. You, you hit the, you hit the nail right on the head. Um, you, you know,
0: if, if we come, if we only come to church to be ministered to, we're doing it wrong. Right you know our, that's that's the reason why just like you say kyler that it's so important for us to worship at home monday through monday through saturday we we should maintain a a a mindset of worship yeah. hey, you, you know just dive constantly in in, the, in that worship that way when we come to to church to worship god as a corporate body we are capable we are able to to put our whole hearts into it because we're not exhausted and drained because we we did it. we put in our dues we put in our obedience and and, and discipline during the
4: week mm-hmm. the, and then that way when we can come in we can properly worship God. That's right. Just imagine if you created that atmosphere at home and then every single 500, 600, 700 people we had here brought that atmosphere with them. Yeah. What our services would be like every single Sunday. Wow. That's oh, the man. key word. Every atmosphere. single person. It yeah. was the best thing we went on a, when I was in college, we I toured with this choir and we'd always go on this retreat and we were sitting around the campfire one night and I'll never forget this, uh, the Holy Spirit. I mean, it was strong, but we brought, we made that atmosphere. And what he said was one of the guys stopped us and we stopped singing we stopped everything. And he goes, all I'm seeing right now is literally just this big pool of oil, over us and it's just slowly filling all of us and anointing each and every single one of us because the atmosphere is what we are creating and we created and just kept flowing and flowing and flowing but then as soon as we got anointed it would go back up to God and so bringing that atmosphere here to create that in church is what God wants he wants that atmosphere Mm -hmm. so that we can give it back to him that's right that's yeah. right. We
0: should never come to church empty. No. Ever. You know, you can only give out of your overflow. You know, everybody, everybody always talks about that as far as ministry goes, you know, and there's truth to that. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you can't, you can't properly minister um, out of what you need. You know, what you, you, everybody re- refers to a cup, you know, you know, uh, the Bible refers to a cup, you, you know, what's inside that cup. One to say gets full. That's that's what you need. You know, and and the overflow is what you're supposed to give out of. Well, mm-hmm. it works the exact same way. When we come to church, we should be so full that that it is pouring over our yeah. our spirit is pouring over to him. Mm-hmm. You know, our worship should just flood his his gates. Absolutely. You know, out of out of not out of what necessarily what he's just given us that we need out of our overflow because we have we've done we've done our our part in in, in putting ourselves in an atmosphere of worship all week long. And when wow. we come in here as a corporate body to 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 worship Him, we are we are ready, mm-hmm. right. we are prepared.
2: So I I think this is awesome because this touches on in the very next part, and uh, and Kyler and Anthony, you guys both mentioned, you know, we, you should do your homework. Basically, is what we're saying. We you should at home you should be uh, you should be living this lifestyle so that whenever you whenever you come to church, that you can that you can go right into the inner courts. Yep. Basically, you don't have to go into the outer court. You can go right into it. So there's order that's, uh, that's of course, in the Bible. The Lord never has things that are out of order. He's a God of order. That's and right. and that's why, you know, you enter the gates, you enter the outer court, you enter the inner court, then you enter the Holy of Holies. And, and so what happens if you go right into uh, this intimacy without going through the outer courts? I think that that's possible. But some people that we're talking about, if you guys are full when you come to church, then it's possible for you to go right into uh, into this area because you've already got uh, you're already living a life of gratitude, you're already living a life of praise. You're already and so, consecrated. So you when you come in, you don't have to get you don't have to get clean. You're already mm-hmm. clean. And and that is that is where we need our church to be. It's where we can go straight into that that holy place with the Lord so that he can give us direction of where we need to go. Um, the people that are, that are living this life of consecration, of gratitude and praise, uh, they constantly, they're daily washing in the water of the Lord, mm. of the word, I'm sorry. And those people, they find it very easy to come right into that place of intimacy with God. and And it's because they're in that intimacy all the time. Right. And for the most part, our congregations are full of people that don't live that way. Right. Mm-hmm. Not just maybe our church is a little bit different. I think we have a lot of people that can go right into that category, but we also have a lot of people that don't. Right. And you can see it from the stage whenever you're up there. You can see the ones that are that that have lived their their whole life in intimacy with Christ, and then you can see the ones that had a rough week. Right. Right. And, and you know, and we all do have those those times where we didn't get to spend with the Lord. We didn't get to uh, do that. And it's it's. It happens to all of us. I mean, we can, we can sit here on a podcast and say, uh, it never happens to me or whatever, but it does happen to me. Oh, yeah. And right. you know what? The devil fights me on Saturday just as hard as he can. So that Sunday is not what it should be. That's and, right. And right. you know, I think that, that the people that have been living through praise, that even though, uh, that there's, there's people that have been fighting with their spouse that morning, there's that's people right. that's been, uh, fighting with their boss at work. Uh, and they haven't necessarily been living in the obedience of Christ, and they've been uh, they've been stashing away all of these conflicts all week long. And it's going to take a little bit for them, mm-hmm. you know, to to get to get where they need to be. So, That's that right. luckily, we have an outer court, you know, mm-hmm. that we can go yes. to, and and there's th- those people they have a harder time, you know, achieving that intimacy with God. And as a worship leader, I have to be keenly aware of that fact. Okay, I can't just I can get mad sometimes and I can get upset that what what do I have to do? What do I have to do to to get people to engage in worship? You know, I've I've been guilty of that myself is is putting that burden on me. It's not me. Mm -mm. That burden belongs to them to do. And and people, like I said, have a harder time of doing that because of what they've been through. And I don't know their stories. So I never assume that that people are doing what they should do. Yeah. You right. know, at home. Yep. I I, I shouldn't, as a worship pastor, I should never assume that people are ready. Right. I yeah. should assume that we have to get through that outer court process. Yeah. I've, I've learned that
3: lesson as well. Uh, as far as, you know, not playing, not playing God, you know, it, in people's worship. Because you never know um, the depth of somebody's worship all the time by an outward expression. You know, I do believe, like we talked about in last episode, you know, when a person is truly worshiping the Lord. They they're gonna express that. But you know, I I know people are different walks and I'll I'll open up and be very uh, transparent here. But, you know, with like you know, I recently got married. My wife, you know, she didn't come from a, a background like this. It wasn't a, a Pentecostal background. You know, she came from a very uh, it, it, Christian, I mean, Christian background, but it's very reserved worship in that, in that church. You know, they didn't, not a lot of raising hands, not clapping hands, you know, nothing like that. And, uh, they're not shouting jumping like, you know, you'll see here. And, and, uh, you know, I know that it used to really burden me, you know, I was like, man, you know, like, come on, get more engaged. And I mean, there was times that honestly, it caused arguments, you know, uh, that I'd be like, come on, you need to get more engaged. You know, and I was, it, I was taken as, you know, there's, there's doubt there, there's this, there's that but I I learned when I backed off, you know, and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to pray. I'm going to, I'm going to do it by, by leading, you know, being the man and, and leading in my worship and, and, and not trying to force it. And, you know, when I, when I backed off and did that now, you know, uh, she's clapping hands, she's raising hands, she's going to the altar, she's doing this, she's getting more engaged in worship and into, into serving, you know, and, it, you know, all the way around, it's, uh, it's just been, it's been great when I learned to, to stop trying to play Holy Spirit and, and, and let her, you know, lead by example and let her just, you know, progress in it and grow in her walk. And, uh, man, that's something powerful when you do that,
0: you know? And that's, and that's our job as leaders. You know, we are, you know, you look at, at Jesus, um, which is our ultimate example of manhood. Um, you, you know, he was a servant leader, if if you want to know how to be a man, how to live a life, you can look at the life of Jesus. He will explain it. You know, he will he will show it to you, not by telling you, by but by living it. Okay. And us as leaders should be doing the same thing. Let's and, let's talk uh,
2: about that in the next segment about Jesus as a worshipper.
1: Get ready to experience an unforgettable weekend full of food, fellowship, competitions, and the anointed Word of God. Come be a part of the annual Real Men Rally, May 20th and 21st at the Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Come expecting a mighty move of God Friday night at 6 p.m. with international speaker, author, and the founder of Revival Makers, Tony Suarez. All his power, all of his might, because he filled you with the Holy Ghost, and now his name is on your life, and because of the name... You have access to the inheritance that belongs to the name of Jesus. I'm going to stop right here and say thank you, Jesus, for the Holy Ghost. On Saturday, come have breakfast with us at 8 a.m., followed by a dynamic session from Pastor Joe Dobbins of the Twin Rivers Worship Center in St. Louis, Missouri. Worship provided by the Palace of Praise worship team. Gather up your friends and be a part of this memorable weekend. Tickets for this event are just $20 in advance or $25 at the door. Buy your tickets today in person at the Real Men Rally booth in the church foyer or online at realmenrally.com. For group rates, please contact the church at 573-785-4232 or by email. Contact us at palaceofpraise.com. Real Men Rally 2022 featuring Tony Suarez, Joe Dobbins, and the Palace of Praise worship team. Friday night, May 20th and Saturday, May 21st at the Palace of Praise.
5: If you want to be part of the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss modern, hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcoming common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. You're invited to come be a part of the discussion.
1: If you have a question or comment about this week's show, please email us at, realmen at palaceofpraise.com. Now, back to the show with Anthony and Craig.
0: All right, guys, here we are. We are back with Real Men Talk, talking about worship. And I am so excited. We're going to talk a little bit about Jesus and, his, and, and Jesus as a worshiper. John, go right into it.
2: All right. So let's talk about the time that Jesus washed his disciples' feet. Because a priest must wash before he comes into that holy place. We talked about the outer courts, the inner courts. So you have to be clean before you can go and minister to the Lord. And then Jesus led his new priests into the ministry of the table of showbread, the ministry of communion. When Jesus handed them the cups and the bread, he wasn't just teaching them the meanings behind their ancient rituals. He was actually leading them in worship. Jesus, the high priest of heaven, was teaching his disciples how to have a relationship with his father. And by doing that, Jesus taught them how to lead people into intimacy with him. Yes. Yes. yeah,
0: You know, and, and again, you know, I, I know I mentioned it before the break, but um, anytime you want to see the, uh, the definition of manhood and what manhood should look like and what worship should look like, you can look at Jesus. Jesus is our ultimate example of what a man is and looks like. And should be, you know. You even get into, you know, like the way we treat our wives, you know. And I know we've discussed this stuff before, but it's important. It's it's good enough to repeat. Um, you know, you, you get into to how you know Paul said that we're we're to love our wives like like Christ loves the church, you know. And you look at what what God, you know, we all want to be like. Oh, God loved the church, you know, so much that He died for him. We like that as men, we like that thought. We, oh, uh, I would die for my wife. Mm-hmm. You know, I would gladly get. You know, I love my wife. Okay, but would you wash her feet? Would you? Would you do the dishes for her? Mm. Would you? You, you know, uh, you, you know all these other things that that were like, uh, you know, nah, I don't know about all that. That's a
4: little bit more intimate than what I want to be. You know, that's that. That's you know, will you lead her in worship? And that's the but that's the word that scares us is intimate, right? Because that we almost portray that as vulnerability. right? And we can't be vulnerable, we're men. We have to be strong, we have to be the brick, we have to be the wall, the strong foundation. There's no vulnerability where we are at. That's not true. God was vulnerable with every little thing. Yeah, He showed his vulnerabilities, but they were his strengths. And we don't see it, and that's how we've been taught, is if you're a vulnerable, or at least in Southeast Missouri, when I was raised up, it's you are not a vulnerable person, you are not intimate, you are there to be the strong foundation of your home, pay the bills, make sure they never want for anything. But that's, that's right. the exact opposite of what Jesus teaches us. Right. What God teaches us is we are meant, we are designed to be intimate. Right. Our relationships to have a foundation of intimacy. Otherwise, they're not relationships, they're just robots, robotic relationships that we go through, motions.
0: Right. Motions, yeah, motions, and it bleeds over into worship. You know, um, he even, he, And we had talked about this probably off air, you know, even down to, you know, everything that we do should be worship, you know, even even the act of sex. Um, Mm -hmm. is, is a form of worship. You know, it's what it's celebrating what God created. And, and we don't, we don't look at those types of things as worship. We don't look at the, the aspects of our marriage, the aspects of our raising our children, the aspects of, you know, our work, what we do as work as, as a form of worship, you know, Mm -hmm. but the Bible says that everything we do, we do, we are to do unto the Lord. And that's because, you know, in everything that we do, we can worship, that's that keeping a mindset of worship, and that's keeping a mindset. And, and Jesus did that. I mean, you, you look at Jesus was was God incarnated in flesh, mm-hmm. and he washed the men's feet. He mm-hmm. I mean, he could have been like, no, nah, I'm above that. And he was. He, I mean, he was God, you know, literally, you know. But, no, he humbled himself.
2: Yep. Yeah, right before, the night before, he was getting ready to give himself over to be sacrificed. Yes.
0: And he chose
3: to wash feet. Yep. That's what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) intimacy, you know, it's, I always remember is it was a message Josh reasons preached a few months back, you know, and and he broke down that where, you know, and the definition of intimacy is close familiar, familiar, allergy, familiarity with, or friendship, a closeness, you know, you know, and you think about when Jesus said, you know, father, make them one like you and I are one, you know, and, and Josh broke that word down. Intimacy, intimacy literally means into me see, you know, into me see where you come one with each other. You know, you're in tune with each other. You know that that there's that close knit, you know, relationship. You know that you're so close. You know, I always think of Psalms 27, uh, chapter verse four. You know, and David said, "One thing if I desire to the Lord, that that will I seek after. That I may dwell in the house, of the Lord, forever. You know, and inquire in His temple all the days of my life." and I think, man, you know, he's, he's talking about a, a closeness of, you know, of being to the Lord, you know, this one thing above anything else, you know, this one thing I desire is to be closer to the Lord than I've ever been, you know, never get complacent. And, uh, that's always a good reminder, you know, so intimacy, it, it's a beautiful
2: thing, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it really is. Yeah. When you talk about what, what God even made us for, he made us to worship,
4: mm-hmm.
2: you know, I mean, he, that was the purpose. That's all of our purpose is to worship, and it's not necessarily bow down on face forward in worship. It's communion with That's Him. That's right. Yes, he yeah. he didn't he didn't bring us here for uh, to give Him just honor and praise and honor and praise and honor and praise. He brought us here to have a relationship, and right. that I think is what's key. Is worship isn't just raising your hands and and praising the Lord. It is the relationship. And that's what I'm, that's what I've been trying to say, you know, in both of these episodes is that, that the relationship that we have is what the communion with God is what is necessary for a man in his home, because that is how the Lord speaks. That's how the Lord moves. Because if you don't have a relationship with somebody, you don't get in very intimate details with them. That's right. I mean, you don't, you don't tell some random stranger off the street, your most intimate details. Right. Right. The only people that you tell your intimate details with is like your wife. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the way you kiss your wife is different than you would kiss anybody else. Right. And uh, there, because there's an intimacy there, there's something that's that's different. And that's what the Lord is longing for with us. And uh, so communion is that act of, you know, whenever you take the bread, you take the wine, you take the, uh, the communion, you are replicating and thinking about what Lord, what the Lord has done for you and what he did on the cross. And, this is the, the biggest act of worship that can ever be done. I mean, what he did on the cross, he submitted to the will of his father, despite saying, let this cup pass from me. Right. And he said, not my will, but thy will. Not doing what you want to do, but doing what is being obedient Obedience, to the Lord. And yes. that's what he's asking for. Obedience, again, is better than sacrifice. Yes. And uh, even though the Lord was the sacrifice, the real worship was him being obedient to his father. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You,
0: and you look at everything, everything Jesus did, everything was to glorify God. Mm -hmm. Everything. Yeah. I mean, how many times did he say it? I'm here to do the will of my father. I'm here to Mm -hmm. do the will of my father. I'm here to glorify the father. And just, just like Jesus, um, and everything he was, he did was to glorify the father. Everything that we should, we do is to glorify Jesus. Mm. You know, that's the reason why the Holy spirit is here to guide us and direct us and that that and, and lead us into worship for Jesus.
5: Yeah.
0: Which in turn which in turn is obedience to God. Yes. You know, and, and it's so important and we we never look at it. We never look at it that way. Um something else we never look at it is the fact that, that worship in and of itself is spiritual warfare. Um you know we like we like the thought of fighting. We like the thought of, you know, I mean how many of us like UFC fights? Um, you know, war movies, um, you, you know, guns mm-hmm. and self-defense and stuff like that, you know, how much that stuff. Worship is no different in in our spiritual lives. You know, it is, it is our form of defense along with glorifying God. It puts us in a place that we can fight the enemy and keep him off of our backs, keep him away from our families, keep him um, out of our churches. Um, and, and if we don't, if we don't look at it and treat it as such as something as an, as an, as necessity as maybe carrying a firearm to protect the people around us. You know, I heard a guy say one time comes to, to self-defense. He said, if you're not the most dangerous person in the room, what are you doing? Who are you protecting? You know, if you're not the most spirit felled man in the room, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Who, who are you leading who are you directing you know and the only way that you could become that the only way that you could do that is in a spiritual uh is is in worship you know worshiping the father be, becoming obedient and it's almost like in our minds as, as flesh in our minds it's almost like an oxymoron okay so I have to surrender to be in control you know okay so I have to I have to surrender myself to God. In order for God to give me the strength to worship Him and protect my family for Him, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. But it's that's the way it works. That's the way God designed it, and it's not difficult. I think that's part of part of the problem that we we dislike the most is that it's not it's not hard. You, you know, we, we talked about. I think maybe it was last episode. Um, we talked about how you, you know th- it's simple. You know, just be obedient. You know, sometimes we like to make things difficult because it makes us look better. You know, you, if you ever talk to a guy that likes to use really big words all the time mm-hmm. just to show off. Yes. You know, I That's mean. preposterous.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. And, uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I, it's like, dude. Dude, you, you know, we were talking about it all, off air, you know, oh, yeah, these right. these old commentators and stuff that like to use these big words. It's like, dude, you could have just said I hated somebody or, yeah. you know, I can't even remember what the word was now. I, would, well, <laughs> I would say, but I can't pronounce it, so... <laughs> He had to look it up even to pronounce it and then he's like i don't even gonna do it it yeah. just means hatred yeah it just means hatred why can't he just say hatred you right. know what i mean I, I i don't i don't get it i don't understand it. it's simple you know but we, we it's the same way it's the same way with us in worship mm-hmm. you know god made everything it, the gospel the gospel is simple the 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 way we worship should be simple it's not it's not hard you give thanks to god mm-hmm. yes because of what he did for us um and it's it's not that difficult but yet we try to make it as complicated as we can because we want it to be about us.
4: I overcomplicate everything, but especially with my worship, like I, I see other people and I think of like Miranda, like she can pray these like long extravagant prayers and like that my grandmother can go into this long extravagant prayer. And I'm like, Lord, I love you. Man. Right. But that's okay. Yes. Yeah. And that's is. where as men we overcomplicate because we've got to be the best. We have to be the top dog. We have to perform the best, be the best, you know, but he don't need that. He just needs you to bring your heart to him. That's it. What is your heart? If your heart just says, God, I love you today. He's great great with that. He just wants to hear from his kids. And that's what we are. And we need to step out of that men mentality and come in like an infant, come in like his kids and say, Hey, dad, love you today right yeah. and we, we forget that because we are the big macho strong men and sometimes we just got to go back to hey dad what's up mm-hmm. right yeah. i know i know we're kind of winding down a little bit but i
2: i think that it's important that we talk about getting into a spiritual routine of yes. worship yes like i have a routine you know every morning you know i'm on my way to work i'm listening to the bible but there's a but i'm also listening to praise and worship music i feel like praise and worship music fill fill your home Mm-hmm. Because it is it is what you fight your battles with. Yes, yes. It is uh, whenever you that and the word of the Lord, you know, and but also you you overcome things by by the word of the Lord uh, and your testimony, and you know, and testimony. the blood of the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. Yep, so exactly. so speak speak words of of life. Speak life. Carry this this tabernacle of meeting around with you everywhere you go, but you always have to have that tank full. You That's always right, have yeah. to have. Praise and worship just coming out of you, uh, and uh, and ministering to people when you come come in contact with them. And you know, one thing I heard this weekend, and we talk about spiritual warfare, is uh, something that I I don't know I don't know which guy said it, but he said that I never had a giant get bigger unless I took a step back. Then right. they got bigger. Yeah. Like every time I took a step forward, that giant got smaller. And you have to be you have to equip yourself. You have to have in your quiver. Uh, you know, the word of the Lord. Yes,
1: yes exactly. Everywhere yes. you
2: go, you have to be able to say, you know, mountain be removed. Yes. And another thing it says is if you don't have enough faith to move your mouth, you don't have enough faith to move a mountain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it just takes True. that much. If you've got enough, you know, neurons and things processing, you may not believe it in your own head but the devil can't hear the things that are in your own head. Mm-hmm. He can only hear the things that you say out your mouth. Right. Yes. And so if you have enough faith to say, I believe I'm, I'm gonna be healed. I have enough faith to, to say, I, I believe that my family will be restored. Then that is enough faith to move the mountain. Yes. Yeah. And Absolutely. if you don't have worship in your life, don't expect for, for mountains to be moved, Right. for, for seas to be uh, split. Because mm-hmm. you don't have it in your quiver to even to even start. You think David walked around all day long and then one of his one all of a sudden he can he can throw a rock really good, right? now. Yeah. No. Every day, every yeah. day he picked up stones. Every day he threw at the tree. Every day he he honed that skill. Mm-hmm. Uh, every day he played the 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 lyre and the harp to to be the best at what he had to do. And because it, what he was doing then as a boy equipped him for his future. As a king. Right. And he knew he would come against Saul. He knew he would come against the Philistine armies. He knew that uh, the giants was there, the bears, the lions. I mean, everything that he faced every day, it was because he had worship in his heart. Yes. It was because yes. he was prepared. He had arrows in his quiver, stones in his pouch, and he was able to, to take down Goliath. He was able to take down Philistine armies. He was able to, uh, to do everything that God instructed him to do. That's yeah. right.
0: You know and, and it's it's important to know that you you know just because you you strive for a um a spirit of uh, of worship doesn't mean that it's it, it's always easy. Mm. Doesn't mean that it's always easy. It, sometimes that obedience is hard. You know, the last week I, I was uh, I put in septic tanks for a living, and, and I was putting in this, and I was having an awful time. It, it was everything. I was trying to get ready for the that conference we were going to. We were leaving. I was trying to get done, and and it it seemed like every single thing that could go wrong was going wrong. And I was so frustrated. So I called my wife. I was like, I don't understand. I don't know what's you know, did, did, you know. And of course, me being me, this is this is me talking. You know, did I do something? Am I being punished for something? I mean, I was aggravated. I was. Mm-hmm. She's like, stop, stop. You know, you're you're getting in your head. It's time Mm -hmm. to just calm down, you know, quit. Come back in the morning. I'm like, I don't have time to come back in the morning. We got to go. And she's like, stop, stop. So I get I get out. I get out. I get in my truck. and I turn on some praise of worship, you know, because I had to. And normally I'm a rock guy. I Mm -hmm. like a lot of rock, you know, but there's there's just there's just times. That I, it's just got to be me and Jesus. Yeah, you're going to change you know? the atmosphere, and it and it did. That's exactly yeah. what happened, you know. And I come back the next morning in a in a in a completely different mindset. And we got done everything. The Lord worked everything out, you know. Yep. And um, it, but but you find yourself. And I say all that to to say this that you when you find yourself in those in those frustrating positions, and you will because life sucks sometimes because it's life. That's just the way it is, and. Um, it, you know, it's not going to be easy. You find yourself, you have put yourself in a spirit of worship. You know, you, you force yourself there. You right. you know, it doesn't matter if you feel like, if you feel like rock, it doesn't matter. You need, you need praise and worship. Mm-hmm. You need that time uh, with Jesus. You, you know, to to just consecrate yourself. You know, like you were talking about the the outer courts you, to, to consecrate yourself, even even in your work, even in mm-hmm. even in those bad times. Maybe maybe you've got. A, a, a sick family member Or maybe you have You lost your job Or maybe You know There could be a, An infinite list Of things that, that you put in there You find yourself In these In these positions Stop Just stop what you're doing Consecrate yourself Before the Lord And the Lord Will take care of it You know You put You put your problems In his hands And And he will He will always come. The Lord The Lord never fails
4: He never fails He He has He's never known A loss right. Ever and it's awesome that even even in a situation that you do every day, every single day, God just took a second. You were frustrated, but he was just taking a second to say, hey, just remember I got you. Right. No matter what, I got you. Like yep. you didn't need him in that moment. I mean, right. we always need God, but in that moment, like this was routine. You do this all the time. Right. But he just wanted just a second to say, hey, I got you. Right. We'll, we'll do this together again. Yeah. And that's, we got a God that will do that for us no matter what. Yep.
2: And so I think it's also, this is a good point to say is that we have to sometimes when we come and worship and I, I get on stage you know and it's week after week it's it's a it gets that's something i don't want to be routine but yet you know sunday morning sunday night wednesday night it, planning services getting you know things ready special services rehearsals all that kind of stuff sometimes i just don't feel like it right you know and i hate to even say that as the worship pastor here but there's times that i get up there and i just and i know there's times with the pastor he's he's just Drained himself, you know. Right. But those are the times that, like David said, you have to encourage yourself in the Lord. Yes. And you have to press through. And I have found that the biggest uh, services, the most breakthroughs, the most things happen sometimes are when I don't feel like there's nothing that's going to come out of this. Right. And uh, and so, but I I'm able to press through. God gives me strength. He gives me uh, the ability to press through. And if I press through, as the worship leader of this church, it seems that that the people respond and it's because of what we said earlier it's obedience mm-hmm. right it's not anything i've done i can't do anything but if i'm just obedient to the lord the lord takes what little that i have and makes it much mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. uh, it's and that's important for us in our daily lives you may not feel like worshiping today you may not feel like listening to that praise song or that worship song on your way to work because you just had a fight with the kids or, mm-hmm. or you just had that but I'm telling you, press through, be obedient, give the time that belongs to the Lord, to the Lord, and he will bless your family, he will bless your church, he will bless your work, mm-hmm. he will bless everything that you touch because you have been obedient in the sacrifice of worship and praise to him.
0: Amen. Okay. Amen. And as always, you know, if you've got any questions or if you've got any uh, comments that you would like, uh, you can always reach us at realmen dot com. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us on on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, please message us. You know, John, we we Craig and I would love to uh, to thank you, yeah, and Tyler for coming, thank you guys, and, uh, and being a part it. of this. I've Really enjoyed it. Yes, you know this this was amazing, Anytime. and uh, and I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Great content. And I hope everybody gets a chance to hear it. Every man needs to needs to hear this. Um, and as always, I want to enter prayer. Yes. Holy Spirit, teach us to be leaders of our homes, of our communities, and of our churches. And teach us to be godly, courageous men. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: You've been listening to Real Men Talk, brought to you by Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you would like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email realmen at palaceofpraise.com or visit our website at palaceofpraise.com. If you're a man age sixteen and up and would like to be a part of the conversation, join us at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at six thirty PM. If you don't have a home church, Consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5 p.m. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon, and more. Real Men Talk is a production of Palace Media Service.
5: to be part of the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss modern, hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcoming common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in Room 400 every Thursday. You're invited to come be a part of the discussion.
1: Men, get ready to experience an unforgettable weekend full of food, fellowship, competitions and the anointed Word of God. Come be a part of the annual Real Men Rally, May 20th and 21st at the Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. Come expecting a mighty move of God Friday night at 6 p.m. with international speaker, author and the founder of Revival Makers, Tony Suarez.
5: All his power,
1: all of his might, because he filled you with the Holy Ghost and now his name is on your life and because of the name, you have access to the inheritance that belongs to the name of Jesus. I'm going to stop right here and say thank you, Jesus, for the Holy Ghost. On Saturday, come have breakfast with us at 8 a.m., followed by a dynamic session from Pastor Joe Dobbins of the Twin Rivers Worship Center in St. Louis, Missouri. Worship provided by the Palace of Praise worship team. Gather up your friends and be a part of this memorable weekend. Tickets for this event are just $20 in advance or $25 at the door. Buy your tickets today in person at the Real Men Rally booth in the church foyer or online at realmenrally.com. For group rates, please contact the church at 573-785-4232 or by email, contact us at palaceofpraise.com. Real Men Rally 2022 featuring Tony Suarez, Joe Dobbins and the Palace of Praise worship team Friday night, May 20th and Saturday, May 21st at the Palace of Praise.